It's July 31st, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. Welcome to our last rundown of July, and we have a great show for you today. Abisoli and I are going to jump in quick and talk about how our training has been going or maybe lack thereof training. Alex has a crazy killer bee story to share. Uh, we hear from uh, Hannah, who submitted us a voicemail on what the MKE Run for Justice meant to her, which we'll play for you. Um, thanks, Hannah, for submitting that. And then we end the show talking to Kayla Sell, who has been organizing all the Badgerland Striders virtual runs. Um, before we jump into all that, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Mimosa Breakfast and Brunch. Just thinking about brunch right now has me hungry, and I haven't been to Mimosa in a hot minute, but man, I am just craving one of those omelets. I've been killing the veggie omelet lately, but really what I miss are the pancakes. The homemade batter that they make for their pancakes is so good. If you are hungry for brunch as well, then you should head over there this weekend after your long run. Uh, both locations are open for dine-in and takeout, uh, and their locations are if you've been living under a rock. In Franklin on 27th and Ryan, and their newest location, which opened up this calendar year, out in Brookfield on Blue Mound over just uh, east of the corners, I would say. Beautiful, beautiful place. And if you have not picked up your race t-shirt yet for MK Run for Justice, they are at the Mosa Brookfield location. Who is the man behind Mosa? Well, that would be my co-host, Apostoli Everniades. You every single episode I, I come prepared to to talk and then and then you make me blush and I get all shy because you just <laughs> say all these great things about my business and um and, and myself sometimes. So, so thank you, Alex. It's good to be back. One more week. One more week. All right. Announcements, announcements, announcements. I just said this, but I'll say it again. T-shirt pickup is at Mimosa Breakfast and Brunch in Brookfield. That location is 275 Regency Court in Brookfield, Wisconsin, 53045. In case you wanted to scribble down the address real quick while I just read that. Uh, go Google them like any normal millennial person would do. And they are open from 7.30 to 2.30. Feel free to take uh, a seat and enjoy some breakfast, brunch, or lunch, or take it to go. Um, so yeah, so do that. Also, everyone, thanks for um, submitting your race results. We had a bunch of results, and I want to give a shout-out to a friend of the pod, Jenny's Wagerman, for winning the race, even though like we weren't encouraging people to win the race, you know, people are gonna give it. Uh, second place goes to friend of the pod, my friend, my high school friend, Phil Adams, all the way out in Philadelphia. So wow. shout out to Phil. You guys Phil taking the top two spots. Phil in Philly. Phil, this is what we always say, Phil eating a Philly in Philadelphia. So there it is. <laughs> um, Hey, you know what we haven't had in a while, Apostoli, are race updates. And do you know why? Because COVID sucks. But there is a mask mandate out now. We'd like to say that. I just saw it before we started recording this show. A mask mandate is now mandatory in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, so that means that Milwaukee, I mean, Wisconsin, the whole entire state now is going to produce more videos of people losing their absolute S 
I can't say that word anymore, right? Uh, but they're gonna lose their absolute. They're gonna lose their mind because some businesses are gonna say, "Excuse me, you have to wear a mask." That's the madness. Right now, you gotta you're gonna see a lot of them. It's crazy out there. I don't know if you watch some websites online. I don't watch crazy. that stuff, but I know it exists because everyone talks about it. But like, I mean, I, I Christina was just telling me that Walmart's actually pulled back on the mask thing because of all the controversial like arguments and fights. But oh, now, yeah. like, if you're in Wisconsin. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. And you know what I have to say? If you haven't invested in a good mask yet, buy buy local. Buy like a cloth mask from your neighbor lady or man or whoever's doing it. Buy a mask. Mask up. It's cool to do. Mask up on the podcast. That's what's up. All right. What I started this with before I went into the mask mandate mm-hmm. is race updates. There was a race this past weekend, Apostoli. There was a race out in, out in uh, out on the Ice Age Trail. The Bunk House 50K took place. And friend of the pod, Sam Hall, I saw on Strava, though amidst the Strava controversy that no one's been to upload their data, Sam's data got up there and he took third place overall. So Sam, congratulations on a strong run because, man, it was hot, hot on Saturday. So... Way to go. Congrats, congrats, Sam. But hey, back up a little bit. What, what happened with Strava? Because that, the same thing happened with Garmin. You weren't able to upload anything for a few days. Well, yeah. So uh, let's be real. The only reason anyone has Garmin is because your watch is Garmin and it uploads to Garmin. But all us people who crave attention have the sync where it goes right from Garmin and drops into your Strava account, right? So that's how most people get their data to Strava is through their Garmin account. So basically Strava is shut down because right everyone's data That's comes cool. from Garmin. We actually found a couple things. No one cared about like those hackers should have went after Strava, not Garmin. <laughs> Cuz what people really care about, take my running data. I just want to make sure people are liking my posts. The other thing is we realized which people actually use the Strava app and or manually upload their data to Strava because <laughs> uh. those were the only people that were having stuff come up on their feed. Uh, but yeah, so that's they're the still down, with, by the way. That's still yeah. down. It's crazy. Well, that's the deal. It started last week, Friday. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Friday, you said? Friday. This, yeah, it started Friday and I'm on it right now. It says as of right now, now it's Thursday evening. Uh, we are happy to report that Garmin Connect recovery is uh, is underway. We are happy to report that Garmin Connect recovery is underway. It's like, we're not up yet, but but we're actually working on it. It's like, why weren't you before? Were you like, ah, yeah, we'll get to it later? Did you say, no, no, we had had some other things uh, planned for this week? (laughs) They were too busy in uh, price negotiations for how much they were going to pay for their stuff back. We shouldn't talk badly about Garmin. They're not going to sponsor the show. I actually just had a good conversation. Side note, like this doesn't even need to be on the pod. I had a good talk with someone who has a connection at Garmin, and hopefully we're going to have a conversation with Garmin soon. So... Maybe Garmin will be on the pod. We can just lay it all out on the table and figure out like Garmin. Such as when we did the happened. slow mile challenge uh, and we ran side by side and you had, uh, you had to use your old watch and I had to use my Phoenix. Why, why yours was more accurate? Like we'll ask that question on the spot. 
yeah, we'll just like put it all out there. It'll be like a trial almost. And, and then we'll, we'll see if we can get free stuff. Like, you know what? Like we do feel bad, but if you give me the new Phoenix, like we'll apologize on next week's podcast. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Use our power. Oh, abuse, our... abuse, abuse our power. All right, all right, all right. We asked you guys to submit your voice messages to us uh, explaining what the MKE Run for Justice meant for you. And Hannah Shinenchko submitted a voicemail. So let's play that and then we'll jump into our running update for the week. What this run meant for me was really committing 8.46K or 5.25 miles, 45 minutes of my time to really reflecting on the racist roots of our country and the mistreatment of black and brown folks every day. And it meant dedicating my time in my day to reflect on how I can be actively anti-racist in all my days. Um, It really helped me connect to the movement by pledging to stand up and committing to that. Uh, During this run, I I listened to music by black and brown artists. I heard their stories and I took my time to learn their struggle and to really hear their pain and to just sit back and listen. I also reflected on all the ways I can really commit to being anti-racist and I can commit to social justice so that my black and brown peers can walk, run, live and breathe freely and equally. All right, let's see here. It is running update time. This is Apostoli's favorite portion of the podcast because it is sponsored by our dear friend, Matt Thull at Thunderdome Running. As you know, Apostoli and I have been training for the last six weeks for the Lakefront Marathon in this hot, humid heat. Can we get one day during our training where it's not humid and I don't think I'm going to die on a run? Thank you. All right. Matt is a great coach he has hooked us up every week man he sends the most like i have a bad week or a good week or whatever he is always there and i love it the support he's given me i've enjoyed training um even though i think like i've had some bad hurdles here because i maybe i haven't been doing my long runs because of the humidity or my whatever excuse i have but um if you want a custom plan matt makes custom plans whether you're training for the mile 5k the 10k marathon half a couch to a marathon like you name it matt is your man so head over to thunderdomerunning.com and let matt know that we sent you there and he's going to hook you up he'll give you a free consultation it's going to be great and you will not regret it one bit can't beat that no so how's your running been uh unfortunately non-existent i'm stuck in a infinite loop of procrastination things coming up and lack of sleep and bad dieting uh like not eating enough before certain times so i can go running i'm I'm a little stuck and i have to get unstuck but it'll happen you know what always helps a run no kind listening to your favorite listening to your favorite running podcast mine's this so how about your running alex how has it been you haven't done your long run you said I try to do, so I was out of town this past weekend and I try to do my long run on Friday and it was like a progression long run. It was 16 miles and at mile 10, I was, I was feeling good. And I started at like five so I could try to beat the humidity and I got to mile 10 or 11 and my, I started having cramps in my calf again, which I thought was gone. So I like, like, could I gut it out another five miles? Should I just not run? 
of course I took the easy way out and chose not to run. <laughs> so I kind of waddled back home and, and actually took like four days off because I just didn't want to uh, mess with it. But did I really take four days off? So here's a crazy story for you, right? I went up north for the weekend and uh, I was out of town and we're up, us city folks, this just shows how I'm now a city, a city boy. Um, we're out in this beautiful land. I'm like, yeah, I'm going for a run, see some nature. Maybe I'll run into a deer. I ran into some deer, which is pretty cool. So here's the deal. I'm no more than a qu three quarters of a mile into my run when I see a deer stand. And I'm like, oh man, if I get to the top of the deer stand, I can take an insane Instagram of like the, the of this nature stuff I'm in. I get, it's a pretty tall deer stand, like probably like 25 steps. It's almost like a two stories. And I get up to about four stairs left and to the top, you know, I'm getting my phone out, I'm ready. And I hear some buzzing noise. And I'm like, what? And I take a step and I look down and about 30 or 40 black hornets just oh, rise man. up from underneath. Oh, and man. within seconds, I am getting stung. Like it feels like just right, like um, like uh, uh, like a shot, like all over my body. I like jump down like 10 flights of stairs, catch myself and then like trying to quickly like skitter. And then I jump again and I land on the ground like face first. I kind of like trip down. And all of a sudden the bees go from like biting my arms and legs to just like ripping my back because my shirt came up. And I'm like screaming, right? No one's around, but I'm only like a mile away from where we were. I start running back, I'm freaking out. I realize like the bees are off me, but like the stings are still like stinging me for some reason. And I was like, whoa. So like my heart rate was up so high. I'm freaking out. Like, am I okay? Like, am I allowed to be attacked by that many bees? I'm not allergic to bees. So I didn't have to like worry about that. And then I like, so I walked for a little bit and I'm like, okay, I got settled down. Like I hurt, but I realized like I was okay, which is like crazy. So I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to just, I'm going to run for like five minutes and see how it is. And if not, I'll, I'll call it quits. So I'm running again. And three minutes later, like four turkeys run out in front of me and they're all like screaming. They're not doing like the gobble gobble like we're all used to. They were like honking and wailing and I'm like, whoa, am I about to get attacked by these turkeys right now? Like I am, and they just like ran out in front of me and like flew away. And I was like, am I gonna get attacked by turkeys? I thought like, I was like, F nature. I turned around and went back. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you went, this is like Jubanji. You just yeah. got attacked by a million animals. I go back and I'm like, I literally officially am a city boy. Take me back to the city. <laughs> I don't belong here. <laughs> so, uh, wow. You so usually share your stories with me, uh, in real time. This, you, you saved the good for this podcast. I appreciate yeah, I, it. I saved the good. Sorry. It was, it was, I like, I wish I had a GoPro on cause like it all happened in like slow motion until I took off running and then like the tack of the beast. Those things, like I still get goosebumps thinking about it. I had, I had some welts, which you'd think you'd have, but I didn't. I would say like two hours later, everything kind of went away. Um, so the, these were hornets, not not bees. I don't know. They were black. Someone who's a nature expert needs to get back to us. Like they leak black, right? Like it was quick. This happened like the, right those, within they 10, sound like 15 wasps. seconds. It was probably like a black wasp. And they looked black. Maybe I was like already tripping. They're not but, the killer. They're not the killer hornets that everybody was talking about. I don't know. I would probably not be here if they're killer. But bonkers. So yeah, I'm done with nature. The only nature I'll do are local parks. 
<laughs> and the Ice Age because I've been there before. Otherwise, I ain't going north anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, uh, that's kind of running for the week, obviously. Let's get you back in it. Hopefully, now that I'm back in the city, everything's good with me. But we have a great interview with Kayla Sell, who I'm kind of uh, giving her the title of the Badgerland Strider Virtual Challenge Coordinator. <laughs> uh, Kayla has a pretty awesome story how she started these challenges during uh, the start of the pandemic and you know keeping you know tons of runners motivated so let's uh let's jump into that and um let's let it roll now to my favorite segment let's bring in Kayla Sell hey Kayla how are you doing today good how are you guys I'm well apostoli I'm doing really well Alex Kayla it is good to have you good to see you Good to yeah, see you. Thanks for having me. It's like the new normal. It's like good. To, it, it was like good to hear you at the beginning of the pandemic, and now since just everything's on Zoom, it's the new good to see you. We're uh, we're here, mm -hmm. we're here. Anyways, so we gave you a nice little intro in the beginning. So I don't want to repeat myself. So how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and like how your running's been lately? Sure. So uh, I originally started running in high school. I ran cross country and then took a very long hiatus uh, through my 20s. <laughs> and then a few years ago, I kind of got back into it just really casually. And um, I started just kind of building up each year. So last year was my first half marathon. Uh, and then this year was supposed to be my first marathon. But as the 2020 story goes, um, it's been canceled. And <laughs> so I'm pivoting a bit and coming up with some new plans. So um, I'm, you know, doing the virtual challenges through the Striders. I'm, I have a couple new running partners that are keeping me accountable to getting miles in each week. I would say my only real complaint is that there's no water fountains open anywhere. Oh. So it's getting a little miserable in July here to be running out for 12 miles and not having water refill anywhere <laughs> uh water refill like my favorite thing to do in the summer is someone in like badgerland to say hey where are all the drinking fountains and then like six people copy and paste the fountain link on google maps into the chat uh but so many times like i know where all the water stops are and now like my run just consists of oh how many laps can i do around my house so i can get water so that's been disappointing but what was your first half marathon last year uh, Strider half. Nice. Yep. Ooh, that's like my favorite because it's a very close to my house, and b, uh, all the beer and breakfast afterwards. Yeah, that ended up being a little problematic. Oh, really? <laughs> After the race, I think we finally left the beer garden oh. at like three thirty. <laughs> and then we had to go to cops and get burgers to. Nice feel a little bit better so <laughs> that's so funny I hear so many stories I mean Badgerland obviously is the best not only for the races but for the parties afterwards but hearing I've heard a few stories of people hanging out after the half marathon at Heart Park like the Heart Fest half and just mm -hmm. like five o'clock they leave because the Miller Lite truck has come to pick up the kegs and take them back so <laughs> that's pretty yeah, I, awesome I've heard that uh, as well <laughs> well outside you outside of Oh, your other running. You also just participated in our MKE Run for Justice race. So I want to say thank you for participating. That's awesome. How did your race go? Did you like, did you run it full out? Did you, I don't know, what was your take at it? 
So I procrastinated a little bit because I was waiting for a cooler day, (laughs) which did not come. So on the last Sunday before it was over, I was like, I got to do it today. So I already had a long run planned with my my little running group. So I decided to dedicate the first uh, 8.46K of that to the, the run. Um, so it was hot and hard, um, but I think it's a good time to kind of reflect and just be really mindful about, you know, what's going on and how I can continue to support and help, um, you know, our community be stronger. So thank you for the opportunity. It was a great way to kind of feel like I was contributing a little bit, even in just a, a simple way, like running and 97 or whatever it was. Yeah, no, that, thank you. That was really well put. I think a lot of us, I mean, I felt the same way. It was, I waited till the last minute too, because it was hot and it's still hot. Like weeks later, it's still hot. It's not going to get any cooler yet. Um, but no, I think, I think it was great hearing from so many people on just like what it meant to them and like, you know, people, how can you help what, whether it be, you know, marching or, you know, shopping at black owned businesses. And I think this was a good way to keep it in the community and give, give the money back to, you know, black business owners, um, urban underground is an awesome organization. So also the other thing is the amount of donations we got was pretty cool. So that was a shout out, a lot of shout out to everyone who donated on top of running, registering too, but yeah, super cool. I'm wearing my t-shirt right now as we do this interview. I love it. They're super comfy. If you haven't picked yours up, go pick up your shirt at Mimosa. Uh, I picked mine up yesterday. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Have you been, have you been out to Mimosa yet at that location? That was my first time. I plan to go back when I have somebody to eat with. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I will join you, Kayla. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So your involvement. So we're talking about the virtual challenges that Badgerland's been doing. And if you guys don't know, Kayla is the mastermind behind all of these that have been going on since April. And if you're part of the group, then you know what's going on. Maybe you are part. actually have been a part of them. Maybe you haven't. But um, before we talk about that, how long like have how did you get involved with the Badgerland Striders? And like more specifically, like what led you to doing these races? Sure, so I originally kind of became aware of the Striders through my friend's mom. Um, So she has been a member for decades. She's done a couple of races every single year. Uh, So she invited us to do the Samson Stomp back in like probably five or six years ago. So we did that a couple of years in a row and then she encouraged us to try out a few more races they were doing the marathon training program. So just through that, we kind of really organically just got more and more involved, started going to the track workouts and fun runs and all that kind of stuff. So last year we were doing a lot and I started to meet some of the other, um, you know, Strider leadership um, team and, um, you know, (laughs) made the mistake of volunteering (laughs) my time if they needed anything. Uh, so Scott Stausick came knocking, um, in the fall and asked if I'd help him out with our new website. So I took on the role of kind of maintaining and updating that. Um, and so again, just kind of continuing to get more and more involved. Um, obviously we had a much different plan for 2020 in mind. Um, you know, and as we got into March and things started to change, 
um, you know, I was kind of racking my brain trying to figure out how can we, you know, offer up a little piece of what the Striders offer to everyone, you know, in in this kind of weird circumstances that we're in. And, um, you know, I was also like bored and looking for any kind of distraction for myself personally. So <laughs> when I came up with the idea to do some sort of virtual challenge, you know, the everyone was on board with it. They just kind of let me run with the, the first one. And um, I put it together in like a couple of days because I had the idea at the end of March and I wanted it to be an April challenge. So didn't leave myself a lot of time. Uh, I was expecting like maybe 100 people to sign up and we had well over 300 end up doing it. So it ended up being wildly successful. None of us had any idea there was that much interest um, in it. And it just kind of went from there, you know, within the first week of April, everyone's asking me what we're gonna do for May and then what are we gonna do for June? And, and so it just kind of built on itself pretty quickly. That's, yeah, that's super cool. So what was the first challenge in April for those that don't know? So the April one was um, a streak challenge, and I had a lot of fun with our name and logo that was Streak with the Striders. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the, the logo was like a running stick figure with like a sensor block um, over at them. That's so pretty funny. I, I'm, I really cracked myself up. <laughs> I cracked myself up. That's classic. The The best part is you guys, like, not only did the challenge, but like you said, you turned it around in a few days. And you guys, because I, I happened to talk to Scott around that time as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, hey, Scott, like, everyone that I'm talking to is like, what's the prize going to be? Because you guys, like, said you'd get something, but it was, like, undisclosed what it would be. So, like, I feel like every conversation I had with someone was, are you still streaking? Yes or no? And then B was, what do you think it's going to be? It can't be that expensive if it's free. Is it going to be a shirt? Maybe a buff. Well, since since the Celsius Half Marathon didn't happen, maybe they're just going to give away a bunch of their leftover gloves. Like, what could it be? And people were so excited about that that I feel like that kept so many people going but that was the same conversation I was having <laughs> as you were trying to figure it out that's what I then as we're like what can we get in time because obviously you know there was just all sorts of logistical things going on and um you know so we did go with the buff which ended up being just really practical so you know, <laughs> um so yeah, the, the streak challenge was, it was 30 days and you had to do a minimum of 20 minutes of walking or running each day. And we kind of, I wanted to intentionally go for something that just in, um, promoted some consistency and just getting out and moving because it was such a weird time and everyone was in such a weird place that I just think getting out and moving can be just a really invigorating kind of <laughs> activity. So having a purpose to go out and do it for 20 minutes every day I figured couldn't hurt couldn't hurt anyone. No, so. especially at that time. I mean, we were having conversations on the show of how easy it was just to be lazy and like not know and like I feel like we were encouraging ourselves Avistoli and I through like telling people like, "Hey, you know, go out and like run. Like this is a good time to clear your mind and like, you know, if you're if you can't go outside, you can go run or run on your treadmill." So I I I think it was great that you guys did the streak because at first the streak's intimidating, right? But 20 minutes of walking <laughs> Like, if you're not running for the day, you can mm -hmm. still do that. So, like, it, it makes it like, oh, I can do this. And a month isn't that long of it. So, I really like it. So, 
what have been the other challenges that you guys completed? And then I want to talk about the one that's going on now. I know it just kicked off. Yes, so the May challenge, I decided to kind of bump it up a little bit and go more for a distance challenge. Um, but it, the Striders have kind of all levels of, you know, runners and non-runners you know, involved. So I wanted to make sure it was accessible. So we did a stride across Wisconsin theme and I picked out four cities you know, and then we used the distance between Milwaukee and that city as the different um, options in the challenge. So. Um, they had basically the month of May to run either 40, 80, uh, 120, or 200 miles, depending on which uh, city they picked. Where does, so again, where does 200 miles get you? Lacrosse-ish. <laughs> Lacrosse-ish. I like it. And then, like, the yeah. closest was, you said... Kenosha. Kenosha. Yeah, that, that was cool. What was the most... Like, did you see, like, even if someone ran more than 200 miles, did you see that? Like, do you know what the um, most amount of miles were someone ran? There was people that did over 200. It was probably in like the 220 range, if I'm going off of my memory, which I find incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I am not at that level. So. That's a lot of miles yeah. for a month. I don't think I'll, I've ever done that or ever have an appetite to do that. Apostoli, have you ever run 200 miles in a month? A year? A month. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So what's the challenge right now? Um, it looked, I don't want to give away too many details, but it seems super fun. Yeah, so we were like, okay, we can't keep doing these month-long challenges because it's so much work. <laughs> smart, so smart. So we wanted to do, yeah, we wanted to be a little like work smarter, not harder kind of a thing. So we decided to go for a little longer. So the current challenge officially started July 1, although registration is open through the 31st. Which um, is today. Today is your last day to yes. register. Go register. Yes. Pause this and go over to where can we register for this? So uh, right on the Badgerland Strider website, uh, you go under the events and it's the Strider Virtual Challenge, I think. There's a tile right on the main beep, page, beep. so you can't really miss go it. Go and hit it and sign up and join because today is your last day. And if you're listening to this not on Friday, that's why we encourage you to listen to this on Fridays <laughs> when we release it because we always have newsworthy information to share. So yeah, it goes through um, the end of 2020 now. So you have a full six months to finish this. Um, what makes this challenge a little different is that you have an option to do it alone as an individual, or you can join a team. Uh, so I wanted to kind of bring some community back into the running world um, for all of us. So that's why I went with a team. So the, the challenge itself is modeled after something uniquely Wisconsin, and that is the Ice Age Trail. Uh, which tracks right around 1,200 miles. That's the number we're using. I, I'm sure there's someone out there who wants to argue with me about the exact mileage. I'm sure there's a couple of uh, finishers of the Ice Age Trail that would <laughs> have an opinion on that. But um, So yeah, you have six-ish months to finish 1,200 miles, um, either, again, on your own or as part of a team. Teams can be any size, but each person has to do at least 100 miles. So that's kind of your your minimum um, participation level. So um, we 
solicited some names for the challenge and the one we um, that was voted on was inspire challenge uh, and explore so ice for the ice age trail wow look at that when you put some minds together that's really cool so if we we need to set up a cream city pacers team then today so if you're listening to this yeah. you should see the team can we can like we have open registration can people join it as they want yeah, so as so long as you're registered for the event by tomorrow, you can get your team and stuff set up at any point. They're, that's not restricted to tomorrow. So as so long as they get registered for the event, it is free to any Strider member. Um, so if you're not currently a Strider member, you can certainly join and then participate in this challenge and our other ones. Um, it's really reasonable. It's $20 a year to be a member. Um, and you get. And if you don't sign up, shame on you. <laughs> And you get all sorts of discounts. I mean, normally you would get race discounts. That's not such a perk this year, but um, you also get discounts at some local running stores and things like that. So usually I pay my membership back by about February. <laughs> yeah, so. I feel like Cell Shore Half is usually, well, wait, what yeah. comes first, Cell Shore Half or, or uh, the Deer Run? Uh, South Shore half is yeah. early April. Deer Run is later. Yeah, so I usually eat my drink my beer worth of my cost, and then <laughs> if I haven't, then I'll eat my bagels worth of the cost at the Deer Run. So <laughs> it's usually covered. Exactly. And and you guys, you can have like a family account as a Badgerlands rider. So I still right. think it's twenty dollars, and you can have four people on yep. it. I don't know. It's worth it. You guys put on great races. Yep. So if you're not a member, go sign up. Uh, be part of it. And definitely, you got to join the Facebook pages because, well, A, you guys have like 10 Facebook pages. So I feel like I need to talk to Scott about that. But I, too, am confused about <laughs> what some of them are. <laughs> like, I'm somehow friends with Lakefront Marathon as like a friend on Facebook. Like, I was like, I don't know if I can yeah. be friends with an event, but I like it. But And then there's like an event page for it, too. Um, so, well, we'll get that fixed. We'll get that fixed. Kayla, I wanted to ask you, you know, right now everybody is talking in every industry uh, that whether things are going to come back to normal and when that happens. Um, you know, personally, I believe that it's not going to happen as soon as we expect. People, Some people think that it's going to come in the form of a vaccine. Uh, but then you look around you and there's a, a significant number of the population, uh, percentage of the population that does not believe in vaccines and won't take them. So, mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you a little bit outside of the virtual challenges in terms of virtual races, is there any talk within the Striders? And are you able to share with us uh, if there are any thoughts of maybe we won't return to normal soon, so we need to take all these races that Milwaukee has come to love to the virtual re realm? Yeah, I, I won't speak for everyone in the Striders. I think that's a really big conversation right now. I think, um, you know, obviously Lakefront announced what is it, two weeks ago now, that um, that wasn't going to be happening in person. And they're discussing some virtual options right now. Those haven't been finalized yet. But you know, I think that that's going to be an opportunity for the Striders to kind of give this a shot for the first time. I mean, their Striders have been around for a long time. They've done a really great job planning races. Um, but this is totally new territory for everyone. So I think um, I think there's more openness to it, you know, now, I think in the early days, like I think we we're all a little bit in denial of <laughs> how long this is all going to last and things like that. So I think that there's some openness to how can we um, 
you know, change things up a little bit and be able to offer some things, you know, for our members and, and the running community at large. Um, so yeah, I don't have the answers, but I know, I mean, for what it's worth, I think the race directors so far, uh, you know, they haven't been able to host the races because of permitting issues. So I think they've been saved from having to make a tough decision of trying to weigh the risk and benefit and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think from that perspective, it's been a little easier. I mean, it's still hard to cancel and everything, but um, it makes it a little a little less hard when the decision's kind of being made for you, so. Yes, that is absolutely true. I felt the same way with the restaurants mm-hmm. uh, when they when they decided, when the Supreme Court of Wisconsin decided that everybody can reopen with no restriction, mm-hmm. everybody was looking at us whether we would be open uh, and it became quite politicized in many ways it still is uh, but something great will come out of this for everybody and the landscape will clear up and we believe in the striders and they will survive the next 100 years we'll be right there with you i was gonna say they're a great group they have a lot of people that care a lot so i know that we're gonna figure it out one way or another and i look forward to when we can get to something whatever that looks like <laughs> as long as we just even if it's a virtual race there needs to be like a beer drinking option to just to keep the spirit of Badgerland in in alive <laughs> just like that was one of the ideas for the april one it was like how could we send everyone a beer <laughs> <laughs> oh man that proved logistically challenging it, i wasn't gonna go down that path <laughs> if that was one of the ideas that maybe was on the table i would want to know what else was really shut down then <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, Kayla, thanks for jumping on and talking to us about the virtual races. I think it's it's kept us and I know everyone at Badgerland who's a part of it um, keeping people going because I know so many races canceled. People really, a lot of people had no hope that, you know, a race would happen. So I think this, the, these challenges have been a great way for people to stay involved, stay connected with each other. I know just the conversations I've had with our running friends locally, you know, they come sometimes have stemmed around what's the prize going to be? How's your streak going? Yada, yada. So it's, it's mm-hmm. super cool. And uh, kudos for you thinking of the idea of then turning it around within like three days and having it be up. So super cool. But before we go, we have a couple of our uh, fun questions to ask. So first question okay. is what is your favorite route to run in Milwaukee? I would say my favorite route is anywhere along the lakefront. I'm sure that's a very common answer. Are we talking like My, downtown lakefront, South Shore lakefront? I kind of like picking up around McKinley and then heading south towards like Summerfest, coming up through the Third Ward. But I also like, I like kind of down by South Shore too. So, um, okay, just big just fan of the, yeah I, yeah. I can't disagree with that. And most of our guests yeah. can't disagree with that. <laughs> okay. And say it. Right now, I'm liking anything near Hart Park because there's a functioning water fountain there. <laughs> oh, there's a what? That's like the only water yeah, fountain. Yeah, it might be the only water fountain in Milwaukee open. Yeah, they probably forgot about it. Now that you announced it on a public show, <laughs> oh, they're going no. to they're going to close it down. We can edit this out if you'd like. Censor. That's funny. If it is shut out, then we'll know that breaking news comes from the Cream City Pacers podcast. <laughs> All right. If you could bring one person to Milwaukee to run with you, who would it be? Ruth Bader Ginsburg, mm. Supreme Court Justice. Nice. I like that. That's, that's a very good answer. Very good answer. Um, okay. And then what is your favorite pre-race pump-up song? 
Ooh, it's hard to choose. It would either be anything by Tom Petty or anything by Lizzo. <laughs> wow, those are very opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of like a mashup right now of like Tom Petty guitar with like Lizzo rapping over it. I could get down with that. Like one of my races last year, I had like back to back like Tom Petty Lizzo for like four or five songs. And it was like my fastest mile and a half ever. <laughs> like I just like, I was just going. So I got to think that they're a winning combination somehow. Heck yeah. All right, cool. Abisoli, anything else that you'd like to say before we let our guests go? Yeah, I just want Kayla to know and everybody that we do this thing here in the Cream City Pacers uh, weekly rundown where we change the song ever so slightly every week. For the past two episodes, I've been uh, modeling it after the answer to this question. Uh, so just expect to see a Tom Petty or Lizzo uh, theme song, even though I don't know who Lizzo is really. I don't. I can't picture the songs. Is it? I might not do justice to Lizzo. I'm not sure. Sorry. Okay, we'll is it with two Zs? To... I feel old. Two Zs. I'm too old. I, it, it's not Lizzo, like pizza? No. I'll send you a few songs. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Started. Okay, here's what you're going to do. While you edit the show, put some Lizzo on in the background. And as we fade away here, it's just going to be some Lizzo beats. <laughs> cool, Kalo. Well, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. And everyone, until thanks, until next Friday, keep on running. <laughs>